0: Okay, Welcome to Crypto and Grill. I am your co-host Crypto Dantes and I'm joined by my able co-host Stig of The Pump. Stig, say hello.
1: Hello, hello everyone.
0: And just to clarify, it's Stig or is it The Pump that we need to refer to as?
1: Let's, let's keep it to the stig. The stig. Let's and be you? formalities. Formalities. Dante?
0: Well, I think I prefer the count. So you can call me the Count of Monte Crypto. Uh, that's my Twitter uh, profile. So uh, if anyone could uh, follow stig me, that would be great. Count. Stig and the Count. Um, so look, welcome to our, our, our podcast. This is podcast number one. Crypto and Grill. What we're looking to do here, um, we are two uh, degenerate reprobates um, in the crypto space. We are quite new, and what we're looking to do here is um, is talk our, our listeners um, through the last twelve months of experience that we've had um, in the in the space. We're completely new to it. Um, we're normal guys we have normal jobs um, in and around London and um, you know careers spanning about 10 years so far in, in different things uh, but predominantly both of us come from a management consultancy background um, and I think what we've uh, what we've seen um, is a space that we absolutely love um, it's hooked us we've probably um, got uh, I'd say addicted to crypto um, so we're not quite at the stage where we need to go to to the retreat in Scotland that's opened up really recently um for some uh for some treatment but uh we're not that far off. I'm speaking for myself there. Yeah maybe um, a couple of couple of days. Yeah, a couple of days would help actually just to take the edge off. Um but I think for for new listeners i think what the target market here for you guys what we're looking for is people that are new to the space and are finding it incredibly overwhelming um there's so much to learn you don't know what all these acronyms are you don't know what's a good coin to pump uh, to uh, to buy because they're pumping and then they're dumping and it's and it's all you're reading all about these scams um so it's um it's a very confusing space to get into to start with um what we wanted to do was take you through that, walk you through our experiences, and hopefully you can find some solace in that along the way. Um, and we have some episodes planned out, um, so I'll take you through those now, just so you know what the uh, upcoming schedule is. Um, so this was going to be an introductory um, background to ourselves and what we want to get out of this podcast ourselves and what we want to give back to you guys as well um next episode we're thinking about how to buy bitcoin how to buy ethereum what is bitcoin what is ethereum so just a quick overview um to give you a 101 understanding of, of those things um Exchanges and altcoins. So, what is an exchange? And once you've bought your Bitcoin and Ethereum, what can you do with it? What can you? Do you just hold it and hope that it goes up in value, or is there anything more that you can uh, do with it? An exchange uh, for other coins that you might hear about in the space. Um, education and learning resources. I think that's a big one as well. You know, there's tons of stuff over the last year that we've uh, we've been reading, listening. Uh, listening to and watching and and the more information that we can point you to uh, the better because I think ours has been uh, a journey of discovery and if we can accelerate your learning curve uh, we thought that'd be a, a nice thing to do you're welcome um, ICOs and scams, crypto is a very scammy place at the moment, it's unregulated and it's it's a little bit like the Wild West and with all the ICOs going on, there's a temptation to think that you're going to put some th- money in something that's going to do 100x uh, overnight, um, and uh, by 100x I mean 100 times your investment, um, and you know, quite often some of these things, there's there's exit scams and you just lose all your money, um, as do a lot of other people, so I just wanted to talk about that. Um, and the ICO space um trading um trading and how to trade crypto um, now I think that 's something that both of us are absolutely terrible at, so we'll probably get somebody else in to talk about it, but we can introduce you to the concepts and the ways that you can um, go about trading if you're uh, if, if you 're from a forex background or something like that and um, mining and masternodes what 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 do we mean when we talk about bitcoin mining and what the hell is a masternode um Influencers, so crypto influencers and ICO advisors, um, and and you know what they're good for. Uh, Bitcoin maximalism. So that's a term that I personally love, and I'll tell you why at another a later date. Um, but effectively, it, it means um, Bitcoin being the one coin to rule them all uh, in the ba- most basic. Um, terminology. Uh, Decentralized business models, Um, so that's probably one that my friend Stig is going to be good at talking about. Um, Different uh, revenue streams, commercial models, different approaches to to the way that the world is structured to do business at the moment is one that we can can cover later. Um, And then ideally some interviews with some people in the space. Now, if we, uh, that one's down to you. If you guys uh, spread the word and, and make us go viral and get thousands of listeners, I'm sure we will get some good guests. But if you don't, it may well just be me interviewing Stig and vice versa. Which We've got a couple lined up. We do. We do. Um, so that's kind of an overview of what we're thinking about from from sessions, uh, and hopefully that by listening to them, you know, ideally between 30-45 minutes each session, um, that should give you a nice uh, introduction to uh, Bitcoin, blockchain, and the cryptocurrency space. Um, and I think, as I said, it's important to stress, this is not education. This is not financial advice. This is just a tale of the, the stuff that we've done, um, the stupid mistakes that we've made along the way, uh, areas that have been good and where we've made a bit of money, um, areas where we've just been absolutely wrecked and, and destroyed. So, um, so yeah, hopefully we can be um, a friendly arm around your shoulder on, your, on this uh, voyage of discovery. So, um, without further ado... Uh, what we thought we'd kick off with is an introduction to ourselves um, and, um, yeah, some backgrounds. So, Stig of the Pump, why don't you ta- talk us through your, yourself, your background and uh, how you got into crypto and um, given that it's been an incredibly brutal uh, six months or so since December, um, why that you're still is. here. Over to you.
1: Sure thing. So, hello all the listeners. Um, I've been, so I originally got into crypto probably five, six years ago, but in, when I mean a lightweight, I mean a very lightweight. So I remember reading about this thing called Bitcoin back in 2011, 2012, and didn't really understand it at all, but heard that people were making some money out of it and being a bit of an opportunist. I thought I'd look into it anyway. After probably half a day of research, realized that it was way beyond my intellectual capacity of understanding to how to buy any or what it was or how it would work so i left it alone uh and then a couple of years later there was an economist article about bitcoin uh, again and how much it was uh, rising again and i had another look at it and again found it immensely complicated but at that time there were also articles about another currency coming out called ripple and i had a little look at it and basically found out it was just about to launch, that you could sign up through a newsletter and you could potentially be enter onto a reward program. So I did that and, um, and got a free, I was one of the first people to sign up to Ripple and got a free allocation of Ripple, which was all very exciting at the time. It was worth a few hundred dollars um, and it just sat in a wallet for ages because it didn't really do anything. And I, again, didn't understand the technology enough and didn't understand the space enough uh, but kept on seeing it progressively over the next two, three, four years. And then sort of at the start of end of 2016, beginning of 2017, I ended up, I was a, a consultant at the time working for a big consultancy. And I got asked to go and work on a project with a client that was looking at distributed ledger and blockchain. I, the role that I ended up having was to do quite a lot of research into the space. And the more and more I did, the, uh, the more... Uh, it was the time when ICOs were all kicking off in real earnest. The more and more I read into it, the more and more I understood it. And the more and more excited I got about the crypto space that was, that was coming with it. And it was kind of from that, that it all really kicked off. It was actually mainly driven by work. Um, so I then did my own personal research quite a bit over the next two or three months and then waded in quite heavily in sort of March, April last year. Um, 2017 yeah. 2017 yes that is correct we are in 2018 um bought some bitcoin bought some ether not huge amounts of it uh and then watched that rise nicely over the summer period and then when there was a big dip that was driven by uh, a rumored chinese ban and it dropped bitcoin from about four and a half to two i then weighed in a bit higher a bit more money um And it kind of then started from there as soon as as soon as that second entry happened, I was hooked and uh, I've just been continuously in that space, investing in ICOs, buying, selling often very badly. Um, And it's kind of gone from there.
0: why, and what's um, and what's yeah. so so let me jump in there. What's the um so you know what's your main reason for for staying or, or for carrying on buying in? Is it just you're an opportunist and you saw? Do you know what this is uh, maybe a scam? I understand a bit. I'm <laughs> not sure, um, yeah. but I could make a bit of money quickly. And yeah, I'll throw some money at it and see what happens. Is was that your thinking, or did you go a bit deeper in terms of researching it at the time? Did you just take a chance at first or? So,
1: so it's why so it's a combination of two things. It's a combination of both of those things actually. One is I'm a bit of an opportunist and mm-hmm. although I'm not going to risk everything that I have for this space, I will I understand it now enough and I am excited by it enough and I know and I know from experience you can see really high returns as long as you're smart and do your work. Um and that's kind of what I did last year. I realized that if I was actually going to do this properly, I actually had to do a lot of research and understand the space a lot. And through that, it's literally like it's opened my eyes to something that I never really thought would ever exist. Uh, distributed ledger technology, blockchain and crypto will fundamentally change the, change the way the world works. And there's all sorts that we will probably go into through this series about how it will do that and hopefully the end of it you will either think this isn't for us or isn't for me or you you'll slightly have an, a greater understanding of actually what this space is and how how it is going to work and how it will change everything going forward and a great a great way i can sum it up is that a very good friend of mine's uh dad was talking about i met him once uh at, at an event and we were discussing what we were doing workwise, and he he runs his own small company um and he was, as I was becoming a crypto nut, I found he was a complete crypto nut. And the, he, the way he summed it up was, look, I, I wasn't quick enough or wasn't in the right place to get involved in the dot-com boom when that happened. And that all happened at, at sort of the start of my career. He said, but crypto is that times 100. And if you've got any opportunity to do anything in the world now, start getting involved in this space because it will... Be exactly like dot com boom, and it w- the Amazons of the future will be blockchain companies of the future, um, which are, uh, again sort of validates to me why you should be in this space.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of um, media that often says, uh, you know, likens crypto and where we are in terms of maturity and all of the projects that are in development now to being around about the 1993 1994 stage um, of the dot com uh, bubble. So, you yep. know, it's kind of new companies are starting to grow, uh, starting to emerge, new business models, and they're being ripped apart by a lot of, a, a, a lot of news agencies, a lot of uh, press, and saying, well, this is just a fad, it's not going to go anywhere, it's just, you know, king's new clothes. Um, and it's... Um I think there's the, the time will tell uh, but it's a very promising space um and I think you know likening it to 1993 94 just shows that we're not there yet and it, there's a long journey ahead for all these different crypto companies blockchain companies to change business models and um you know if I guess if you think about where was you know airbnb facebook google mm. Amazon some of the biggest companies they didn't exist in the year two thousand or, or or they were very very early rather uh, in their right. in their life, so you know it'd be silly of us to say that the the companies of the future are um, are not going to be founded in this uh, blockchain space at the moment
1: and that and so that specific point that you've just made actually really 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 hits home as to why i 'm still in this space it's because Like any emergent technology, it it starts in its initiation by creating an infrastructure through which it can grow on. That's exactly what the Internet did. And that's why it took 20, 30 years to see some of the the mega Airbnbs, the Ubers built on uh, a connected infrastructure. Blockchain is exactly the same thing. And that's why we are at the start of the 1990s, because at the moment there, there is very few infrastructures and they're relatively siloed. In how they work they're not there's no interoperability between them we'll come on to that i'm sure at some point and when in the near future that everything starts connecting and the landscape starts coming together that is when you will see some of the most interesting things happen and specifically what's different about this to the dot-com boom is the ability to digitize assets and create a crypto token or a cryptocurrency that's something the internet didn't do it didn't create a value item it created an infrastructure cryptocurrency creates a value item and that's why i think it will be more exciting than the inception
0: and what we'll do in a, in a future episode we'll cover a bit about blockchain and what it is and also some some case study or some examples of potential business models or potential implementations mm. of it that, that don't exist today or some that are just about coming into the market that, that could change the way that uh, we do business so um Correct. yeah we don't want to go too deep too quickly in episode <laughs> one to scare anyone off but um but yeah that's no, a good intro thank you. you
1: you do you do need to rein me in occasionally i have the tendency to become a bit of an evangelist and a bit deep so maybe we'll try and keep that for later episodes maybe i should talk less
0: yeah you make it sound like a cult but <laughs> it is though at the moment. it is <laughs> it's a little bit like a cult. <laughs> cool um Cool. So, um, do you want to introduce me at this point or should I do it myself? How, How do you want to?
1: Actually, I'd rather not. I think I <laughs> should just continue talking as, as long as I need to. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself?
0: Who are you? Cool. So thank you for that. Um, So Crypto Dantes, you can find me on Twitter at Crypto Dantes um, and refer to me as the Count of Monte Crypto, uh, which is a name I'm immensely proud of. And I hope I don't have to change it for any other uh, copyright reasons, but we will see. now, who am I? So look, I've been so I'm about 10 years into my career, normal person, degree educated, um, background in management consultancy and uh, business operations, um, recently moved into the telecommunications space. And I think I've always had an interest in new technology, um, new and innovative um things I guess uh, but I've never really been able to um, explore them in detail um, just because as you said earlier we missed the internet bubble. um, I think I've just followed a a more traditional career path to date. I stumbled across crypto via via Bitcoin. Bitcoin was the first thing that I'd ever heard of whilst I was doing a project um, for the government and what what I was looking at at the time was um, some instances of uh, payment failures and fraud and uh, mismanagement of funds um, through some some big projects um, you know, in, in the sort of tens of millions that the government was um, undertaking. Um, so I was just kind of looking at ideas and how we could potentially um, limit that and uh, and make, make the government um, supply chain area and payment space a lot more transparent and um, efficient. And I just stumbled into it via a conversation with uh, with a client I was working with at the time, um, who said, "Yeah, you know, I'd be really keen to explore some implementing a government based blockchain uh, and uh, a native." token or currency uh, that, that everyone has to pay with um, and that was just an idea over a beer I think um, and I didn't really know what he meant to be honest I kind of then had to go away and uh, do some research but what I found is that um, I, I started reading it and there was some information on Netflix there was a few um, a couple of good documentaries there's a lot of good articles online um, the more you read about Bitcoin the more you realise that it's not just a, um, a currency it's not just this digital thing that uh, that exists um, that could be uh, fake and it could be just be gone in a moment uh, and to be used by drug dealers and um, and money launderers actually um, the, when you start reading about it you realize how important an innovation Bitcoin and the blockchain really is uh, into the world of finance and, and actually the world of business as well um, so it was It was just the more research that I did got me hooked. And that was, an, annoyingly, that was about three or four, three bit years ago, maybe three and a half years ago. And I wish I'm kicking myself because I didn't buy any as a speculative investment. Um, I think I had about... Two three hundred pounds ready to buy some at one point, and I just didn't do it. Um, I couldn't find out how to, I couldn't figure out how to buy it. I had to provide some passport details, and it was just, it was just too annoying. The experience uh, was was too clunky for me to, to buy it quickly. So I lost interest and, and forgot about it until later uh, later in twenty seventeen. So fast forward a couple of years, and it was at sort of end of summer last year when Bitcoin price started. Uh, making headlines again, uh, saying it's a stage of recovery, and it was uh, it was just increasing every day. So I kept monitoring it, and it got to a stage, I think it was nearly the end of November, it was around about um, nine, 8 or 9k uh, per Bitcoin, that I thought, you know what, I'm just going to throw some money at this. And I just put, I think, £200 in uh, at the time. And by Christmas, that had doubled and you know, I was checking my portfolio every morning. And I say portfolio. There was one line entry with uh, one investment in Bitcoin, um, but it just kept going up and up and up. And I just thought, this is this is ridiculous. Um, you know, if I'd put five thousand pounds in, I'd make ten. I'd have made ten thousand pounds by now. Um, I must be some kind of investing god. Um, and you it, know, it, it was it really got me hooked. That parabolic rise from eight k to nearly twenty k um, really sort of um, set me off on my journey. But I think at that point as well, uh, that's when I started to go back to my, to the things that I'd read a couple of years before, and I wanted to really understand what it was. Why was it going up? Was it just a, a Ponzi scheme? Was it a fraud? Was it a scam? Is it going to die next week? Who knows? Um, so I, I wanted to understand the longevity of an, and effectively the risk. You know, can I actually make some money if I stick around in this space? Um, and is there anything else? And I had no idea where it would take me, and I started reading and you know jump in I think if you've got any similar stories here but you know I started reading and the more that I read the more that I needed to know and the more that I wanted to know because it was almost like kind of um it you know, just walking through um the, you know, it was like, like a kid walking through the doors of the best toy store in the world and you can see yeah. row after row of stuff and toys and things and amazing stuff that you've never heard of but promises to change your life and yeah, the more that I read, the more I was convinced. And I think that's where you, you know, we were joking a minute ago, that's where the cult-like mentality comes. Because if you're really, truly a believer in, in the entire space, in the crypto space, in blockchain, in what even what Bitcoin could do, uh, and that's where the Bitcoin maximalism point comes in, which we'll cover in a, a future session, um, then, you know, there's, there's no way back. And you're you're hooked and you're in it now. And, you know, you, unless you, you make some very bad decisions and kind of ruin all your investments and your life savings with it. There's probably no way of getting you out of the space. So um,
1: it's, it's definitely, I've often likened it and we've discussed it many times over the last six, nine months or so. It's definitely like likened to Alice in Wonderland and heading down the rabbit hole is you're kind of terrified the more you get into it, but the more and more intrigue you have. And therefore you just continue down this perpetual cycle of knowledge and understanding and learning into the space if that's what you're interested in some i know lots of people are just use it an investment and that's it but if you're actually intrigued about the whole space and you want to learn more you just learn and learn and learn and learn and it's hopefully that's what we'll be doing with this podcast is helping reiterate some of that uh, knowledge that understanding but also certainly a, a, an uh, It'd be good to get your views on this. But one of the main reasons why we're doing this podcast is because when we started, there wasn't when we started there wasn't a succinct place that you could go to that gave you all of the real kind of what we would say newbie information and newbie insight. There's loads of places that you can read, and there's loads of different podcasts that you can listen to. But the podcasts tend to be very technical and deep, uh, all about trading or all about specific things. Whereas what we want to do is actually just. Give you a very, very simple overview, pepper it with some stories, pepper it with some really, really bad humor. Um, (laughs) Speak for yourself. and (laughs) and, And hopefully, hopefully we will just give you a little taster of what this space can be like, but also arm you with some of the tools you may need to to enjoy it and make a bit of a success of it.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. And I think, you know, there is one of the episodes is going to be on education and learning resources. And I've learned an absolute shit ton from some of the podcasts that are out there. And some of them are just brilliant. Um, You know, I kind of have a relatively long commute, about sort of uh, about an hour and a half each way. So, you know, I plough through all of these uh, audiobooks and podcasts and my learning curve has just uh, been incredible on this. And yeah, as, as great as they are, and some of them really really well well delivered and uh, amazing entertainment um you know it's it's overwhelming for someone completely new to the space and my personal view is that there's going to be thousands and thousands of new people coming into this space not knowing what the hell to do um and and that's kind of how i felt coming into it and there's some will there's, uh, we'll we'll, we'll point you in the right direction of some really good um learning resources and podcasts uh, in another episode uh, as well um to get you going but uh, yeah as i said as you just said if we can do the same and help people along that journey that would be amazing um, and i think just one thing that um really before we um bring the uh the first intro session to a close one thing we wanted to just have a, a debate on or just discuss in a bit more detail was bitcoin itself um, because i think you know, um, for me, one of the things that I've been reading, as the more I read about Bitcoin, the more I was converted to it being a real, legitimate, um, potential. Currency that could be um, could pervade the entire world that could be used anywhere in uh, in, in the world and nobody c- no government can shut it down, nobody can devalue it it's it's possible it, that there is a real strong this is when we talk about bitcoin maximalism. this is something that c- could become a reserve currency in the future um,
1: so this point on bitcoin and cryptocurrencies currencies more generally but bitcoin specifically lots of the challenge that you get from lots of people is what's its value it's just a thing um and the majority of times i have that conversation with people my immediate answer is well uh seashells were just a thing at a point in time and they started getting used as currency copper was just a thing at a point in time and it started getting used as currency gold was just a thing at a point in time uh and then it started being used as currency the dollar the euro the yen they're all things at points in time which get used as currency all of them physical and very 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 few have a fully digital component and this is why bitcoin is so exciting it's because it is and i expect will be the new store of value which is digital which you can take anywhere with you at any point you can't lug a gold lug a gold ingot around in your back pocket Um, you can't lug a wadge of dollars around easily a bitcoin you can and that means it will create this This new digital currency for the new digital age. And I know we're going to come on to that more. But that's why Bitcoin at the moment is just a thing. But it will become a, a very, very important thing.
0: I think, and I think you're right, and I think it's already started to make moves uh, away from being just a thing, as you refer to it, um, to being a legitimate currency. And you know, the, we've got we're at the end of July now, and um, there's a possibility that um, the SEC in the in the US is going to approve um, a Bitcoin ETF, exchange traded fund, um, which potentially, if that happens, opens up Bitcoin as a legitimate Investment vehicle for billions and billions of pounds uh, from pension funds, from investment houses, um, from all kinds of um, areas of the the finance community, and I think the possibilities really are endless for Bitcoin. And you know there, there are drawbacks, and when we go into the detail of it, you know it's not ideal bitcoin is not ideal for paying for a coffee or something small but what it can do is transfer value and as you said store wealth um in the probably the most efficient way that we've ever seen um in the world and you know this is this is where you start if you start reading about bitcoin uh, as we start going down that rabbit hole you you refer to it's you know I never really questioned um, the nature of macroeconomics and what money, um, I mean, yeah, money. What, what is money you know it's well I, it's, it's cash and I spend it, and I buy stuff with it right and the and, bank, I, and the yeah. banks have it, and the government uh, creates it and and it 's all stable right um, but then when you actually sort of start digging below the surface and you start to try and challenge, okay well, our current system really didn't exist until 1914, uh, until the beginning of World War One, when we had to, certainly many nations around the world had to expand their, um, inflate their um, money, money supply to pay for all of the war efforts. Um, I think the problem that I never really sort of uh, looked into or even thought about before was that... Keynesian economics and the fact that the tight linkage between government, um, central banks and, and policy makers is is something that I never really kind of understood. And it's only really through examples that we see in the press today, like what's going on in Venezuela at the moment. Um, Argentina's experienced hyperinflation a few times in the past before Zimbabwe. Um, the, Iran as well is having challenges at the moment. So there's all... all all these different examples there's about 60 or so examples um mm. uh, over the last 100 years uh, when hyperinflation has occurred um it, it very rarely occurred before that because uh, because of the gold standard. And I think this move away from, from sort of the um, early 20th century uh, from traditional means of finance into uh, more inflationary currencies and the control of currencies by governments has really led us into um, quite a tricky position. And it's just become the norm. And, well,
1: and, and this is where it was all... So we're going into quite a lot of detail about the economics that sit behind all of this, which I know we're going to do in another episode. But this is this sort of wrap this point up. This is what drove Satoshi Nakamoto in 2008 when all the markets crashed, when the world was crumbling around them, to create this decentralized digital peer to peer currency that was that could secure uh, the money that individuals, us as consumers had for the future. And that's the vision that they had. They, he, she, it had. Um, and without, and now without that, it's very, it's very hard to understand what the route forward will be based on a continui- continually reprinting of money world. Um, and we're seeing more and more economies across the world fail because of that basis. Um, but more on that point to come in the next episode.
0: Yeah, I, you're right. And um, look. There's 21 million Bitcoins that can own, that can ever exist. No no more can be introduced into the supply. Um, around about 20% of the, those that exist today, of 17 million that have been uh, mined, uh, we'll talk about mining later, uh, 20% of those that have been mined have been lost today. So there's even less in the supply. Um, and as you said, it's the first time that we've ever had um, uh, a, a money or a store of value or a medium of exchange that can exist without a central party, so I could send money to you, and there 's no need for any bank or any institution in the middle um, it 's a completely and when we talk about decentralized that 's what we mean it 's a completely um, decentralized mechanism of exchange um, between two parties that doesn 't require a middleman and that 's one of the real innovations. Um, the thing that locks it all together and underpins it is the blockchain and that has been changed and transformed into something um that uh, has far greater value as well um to the rest of the world through all these different um business models that can now be introduced as a result so we've probably gone too deep for episode one i think
1: um i think we really failed at our our ambition of easing people in
0: however however <laughs> hopefully um if we haven't scared you off um so far maybe you can tune in for the next episode where we start to talk about bitcoin itself and and ethereum what's ethereum um how is it different to bitcoin um and then start to sort of increase that um that learning curve but hopefully just from the 30 minutes or so that you've been listening to this you can see that there is a bit more to it than just magic internet money it's not just made-up stuff that that gamers use um to um, to buy a, a sword from each other online uh to use in the legends of zelda or something like that um it's it's a real thing with with real promise so we hope you join us at crypto and grill for another podcast soon
1: i think you really destroyed our reputation that we're not geeky people with that zelda reference by the way. <laughs> 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 outed
0: damn it okay i'll keep myself on lockdown next time right so i think that's probably enough for today um thank you very much and we will see you soon i'm crypto dantes and i'm stick of the pump you've been
1: listening to crypto grill